Welcome to the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast, where women come to be encouraged, uplifted, and inspired to go further, push harder, and shine brighter through personal conversations with me, your host, LaShonda McLaurin. So let's get started. of the Inspiring Women Weekly Podcast. LaShonda here, and I hope that you are having another amazing day and that you're having a great week so far. Um, I'm ready for this episode, y'all. I'm super excited about this episode because we are about to step into my wheelhouse. And today, I want to inspire you to slay anxiety. Yes, we are going to talk about anxiety today. For those of you who do not know, I am a licensed professional counselor. I'm a mental health therapist and I'm a life coach. And my specialty area is anxiety. I work with women on overcoming fear, worry, and anxiety. That's my thing. So today I want to have an entire session dedicated to anxiety. And this is prompted by a couple of reasons. One, I love talking about it. Two, I know that so many people need to learn more about it, need to hear about it and be encouraged about it. And um, also recently here in the news and in the media, um, it has been brought to the forefront a lot, anxiety in particular, mental health in general, but anxiety in particular. Um, recently, NBA star Kevin Love came out um, and talked about having a panic attack earlier this year during a basketball game. And then he revealed later in a letter that he had been dealing with depression and anxiety for most of his life. And the anxiety just got to a place where it affected him in the middle of a game. He had to leave and go to the hospital and there was nothing physically wrong, but the mental issues of anxiety began to take a toll on his body physically. So seeing that and now seeing that the NBA has their mental health campaign going on and just a lot of people every day coming out and talking about their mental health issues. I wanted to have this episode about anxiety because for women, especially because women are twice as likely as men to be diagnosed with anxiety disorder. And that's according to statistics. And, you know, about 31% of the population has some form of anxiety and disorder. And that's just a staggering number. And I just want to encourage those who are dealing with it, who are overcoming it, and those who are not dealing with it, and those who are unsure if this is an issue for them. Um, I have dealt with anxiety in my past. I have dealt with trauma and the anxiety um, associated with it. And yeah, today we're going to talk about anxiety, what it is, what does it look like, and most importantly, how do we slay this anxiety day by day, okay? So let's talk about why women may experience anxiety more than men. And to me, first, let me say this also, this episode is not to be used as a therapy session for you as seeking medical help. We're going to talk about therapy later in this session. Of course, I'm an advocate for it, of course, um, but this episode is not meant to be that, okay? This is just me talking to you, encouraging and trying to inspire you to work on this thing, okay? So in my opinion, opinion, women deal with anxiety because of, it's all about how you manage stress. 
Why do women experience anxiety? Why does anyone experience anxiety? And a lot of it comes down to how we manage stress, dealing with not being in control, and dealing with things that we have experienced in our lives. And I'm going to talk about from a female standpoint, most of this episode, and is what are we stressed about? And for women, a lot of times it's taking care of home. I know for me, it's having to clean the house and to do dinner and take care of the kids. And then spending enough time with my husband. Am I spending enough time with my children? Worrying about my kids being safe in such a hostile and violent, violent time and environment. Um, trying to be successful in my career. Trying to balance it all. Trying to find my purpose in life. Trying to keep up with my peers. Trying to look sexy at the baby number two. <laughs> trying to do it all. And let's not forget about things such as traumatic experiences or our upbringing or the chemistry in our brain. All of these things can contribute to stress, which can contribute to worry and fear and then anxiety. It can lead to us being overwhelmed. And if we don't learn how to cope and to learn how to deal with it, the excessive worry can lead to anxiety. And there are many types of um, anxiety. Um, There's generalized anxiety and disorder, which is GAD. There is panic disorder. There is social anxiety disorder. There are phobias. There is OCD. There's PTSD. Um, But for most of this episode, I'm going to be focusing on the generalized anxiety. And some symptoms for that, I know a lot of people are like, well, how do I know if I have anxiety? How do I know if I'm just a worry wart or if I'm just scary or if I'm just anxious by nature? But how do I know if this is anxiety? This is something diagnosable or this is something I need to work on. And the biggest thing is if the fears in your head begin to manifest outside of your head, then there may be an issue. So if you're feeling nervous and on edge, if you're feeling, feeling, feeling panicky and doom, if you have increased heart rate, if you have difficulty breathing or rapid breathing, feeling weak, being tired, tired a lot, having dif- difficulty focusing and concentrating, trouble sleeping, procrastinating, all of these things can be symptoms of anxiety, but also sweating and not wanting to be around people and not trying things that you would normally try, not wanting to go certain places. All of those things are also symptoms of anxiety. So let's talk about worry versus anxiety. The difference between worry and anxiety is that worry tends to be specific, while anxiety is more spread out and scattered. For example, let's give an example. My boss tells me before I leave work that he or she wants to talk to me. Now, worry is like, hmm, I wonder what that could be about. And you think about it a little bit, but then you kind of let it go and you go about your day and you get up the next morning. You may have a few little jitters before you go in to meet with your boss, but you're okay overall. Anxiety will take that same situation. Your boss wants to talk to you um, tomorrow when you come in from work. And anxiety says, oh my God, I know something must be wrong. I wonder what it is. I must be about to lose my job. Oh my gosh, what happens if I lose my job? Then I won't have money. Then I'll lose my house. Then my family and everybody's going to talk about me. Anxiety takes you down this rabbit hole. Then you don't get any sleep that night. And you spend the entire night thinking about this horrible situation that's going to happen. And you wake up the next day and your stomach is hurting. And you have some churning and you're sweating. And you can't focus on the other things you're supposed to be doing. All of that just to get into the meeting and your boss says that they just wanted to go over the numbers of this last quarter with you. That's it. So anxiety is really like your imagination on steroids. You know, growing up, I used to love the cartoon Doug. Yes, I'm an 80s baby raised in the 90s. And Doug was my favorite cartoon. And Doug 
would be in these situations and his imagination would just go from zero to 100 and he would just think about the craziest scenario that could happen from a simple little situation that started out really, really small, but his mind blew it up to be so, so big. So that is taking worry and turning it into full-blown anxiety. And then from there, if that anxiety is not managed properly, it can lead to full-blown panic attacks where the anxiety leaves the mind and goes to the body. So now I can't breathe. And now my heart is racing. And now I feel dizzy. So there's levels to it. Worry is like the first level. And then you get to anxiety and then you get to panic and so on and so forth. So forth. So we have to even treat worry, which is why I know a lot of people are like, well, why do you treat worry and fear? Because to me, worry and fear, if not dealt with, can lead to anxiety. So that's why I work with all of it. And, and also a lot of the anxiety comes from some type of fear that we have about something or some type of worry of, or about not being in control and things of that nature. So now that we've gotten out of the way what anxiety is, how it relates to fear and how it relates to worry, what it could possibly look like for some of you, I know for a lot of high-achieving women, anxiety looks like stress and procrastination, difficulty focusing and worry. I know a lot of people think procrastination and difficulty focusing are only associated with ADHD but it can also be associated with anxiety because there could be a lot of pressure to get things completed. And there's the fear of what if I complete it and it's not right and it's not done well. So instead of going that route and dealing with the fear, we just procrastinate and don't do. So anxiety can take a lot of different, you know, looks and it can look a lot of different ways and express itself in a lot of different ways. So now let's talk about how do we slay this thing? The first thing I want to note, this is not a tip, but the first thing I want to know is that this is something that you do every day, day by day. This is not a quick fix. Slaying anxiety is a process. It's something that you get up morning by morning and day by day you work on. So the first thing that you do to slay anxiety is to figure out, one, what are your triggers? What is that person, that place, that thing, that experience, that situation, that memory that triggers your anxiety? For many moms, the trigger is not being in control, having to let go of their children. For many young adults, it's the stress and pressure of social media. For many college students, it's that class or test taking or having to speak in front of a crowd. It could be the fear of failure for some of us and rejection. So what is your trigger? Once you figure out what's your trigger, the second step is to obtain thought awareness. And that is basically gaining control of your imagination. Make your unconscious thoughts conscious. So when the trigger occurs, you have to say, what am I thinking to myself? What is it that I'm telling myself? So for example, we go back to the the thing I said earlier about your boss telling you that they want to meet with you the next day. When that situation, when that situation occurs and you've Feel your body and your mind kind of wandering and, you know, all over the place. You have to think to yourself, okay, what is it that I'm telling myself right now? What am I feeding my mind? What am I telling myself right now? You're telling yourself that he or she doesn't like me. They're going to fire me. I'm going to lose my job. I'm not a good employee. You're telling yourself all these negative things. So many times the thoughts occur so quickly in our heads that we don't even realize that we're having them. You don't even realize that you're going down this rabbit hole of negative thoughts. So thought awareness helps you to stop the thoughts from happening. It helps you from going down that rabbit hole. 
Social media is another place where people are triggered a lot and they begin to have these thoughts of, I'm not good enough. They begin to compare themselves with other people and they begin to say, oh, this person has a new house, a new job. Why don't I have that? This person has this and that. Why don't I have it? And these racing thoughts occur, but they don't even realize that it's happening. Many clients that I have worked with mention that they have anxiety when they wake up in the morning. And through more discussion, we learn that it's not when they wake up in the morning, is that the first thing they do in the morning is grab their phone and jump on social media. And then social media being the trigger causes all these thoughts. And they're not aware that one, that's a trigger. And two, what thoughts they're having in their head, this internal dialogue that they're not even aware of. So we have to bring this, these unconscious thoughts that we're having about ourselves and our situations and make them conscious. Once you become aware and you stop in the middle of, you know, being triggered, you stop and think about what am I saying to myself? You then have to rationalize your thoughts. Does this make sense? Is what I'm saying true? Realize that what you're saying to yourself may not be true. More than likely it's not true. So I always um, encourage people to journal. Whenever you are experiencing something and you're feeling anxious and you're feeling worried, write down what it is that you're feeling. What is it that you're telling yourself? And reread it and say to yourself, is this true or false? For example, we're going to stick with the example I gave earlier about needing to meet with your boss. Most of the thoughts that we have when dealing with anxiety are negative. They come from a place of fear. So the thoughts are They don't like me. I don't do a good job. Things of that nature. So I always recommend that people get a piece of paper and write down on one side of the paper all these negative thoughts that they are having during this time of anxiety. Draw a line. And then on the other side, I want you to say, what is the truth? So your thoughts are saying, my boss doesn't like me. The truth is, your boss has never done anything to make you feel like they didn't like you. The thought is, I'm a horrible employee. The truth is, I'm actually a very good employee and my numbers and my work, you know, work has shown that I'm a very good employee, which is why they hired me. So you just go back and forth. It's kind of like debunking the lies that anxiety is making you feel, which is what I always tell people. Anxiety is mostly made up of lies that you're telling yourself. So it's up to you to realize the lie and then speak the truth. And once you have the truth, you can begin to feed that to yourself. So when these negative thoughts come up, you have something to replace it with. So in the future, when your boss says, hey, I want to meet with you again tomorrow, when that lie comes up and says, oh my gosh, I'm about to get fired, you have the truth. You can go back and read the truth that you said to yourself, which is, I'm a great employee. I've done this. I've done that. I've done that. So rationalizing your thoughts help things make sense. And when things begin to make sense, the anxiety doesn't really have a place to live anymore. The next tip is to relax. Y'all, life can be so, so stressful. I work from home. I get up about an hour and a half or so before my children do because that's really the only time in the day where I'm going to have time to myself. Once they get up, I have a five-year-old and a three-year-old. And when school starts, even though my son will be going to school, my daughter will still be home with me. So when they get up, it is ready, set, go. All day is nonstop, you know, doing things with them. It's playing, it's spending time, it's doing lessons, it's cleaning, it's cooking, it's spending time with my husband, it's working with my clients. It is just nonstop and it can be so stressful. Life can be stressful whether you're a mom, whether you're a wife, whether you are in your career, whether you are a student, 
What are you just trying to figure out what the heck you're going to do? It can be stressful. And if we do not find time to relax, that stress can kick our butt. Okay. Don't do things that will prompt you to be triggered. Relax. Okay. So if that sometimes relaxing isn't just doing something, relaxing can be not doing something. For example, if social media is a trigger, get off of it for a while. Take a break. If a trigger is being around certain people, you know what? It's maybe time to take a break from those people. If it's a toxic relationship, it may be time to say bye to that boo, you know? So relaxing is also meditating, doing yoga, it's working out for some people. I'm not there yet with working out. Working out is not relaxing to me, but I'm going to get there, okay? So don't judge me. Um, meditating, praying, reading, doing things that you enjoy, relax, find ways to bring yourself down. And when a person is anxious, it can be very, very, very hard to relax because your mind is going a thousand miles a minute. A lot of people try meditation and they say, I just can't do it. It's just too difficult. My thoughts, you know, just keep going and going and going and I can't quiet everything down. Guys, it does not have to be perfect. Just try. Just like slaying anxiety takes time. Learning how to relax can take time. Training your mind to just calm down and relax can also take time. Reading is another thing that I mentioned earlier. And I love to give you guys resources. And there are several Bible plans, if you go, that are specifically about anxiety. All you got to do is go to plans in the search bar, put in anxiety, and you'll see so many of them. And some of them are really, really good. Um, I am actually reading a book right now that I just happened to walk past in a store, a little $5 book on the shelf. And the title is Overcoming Anxiety, Fear, and Worry. Like, how relevant is that to my life? And it's by Gregory L. Jantz, PhD. And I recommend that book. I'm not sure if you can order it online. If you can, I'm going to leave a link in the description area so you can check it out. But it's really, really good. And he also comes from a slightly spiritual perspective also. Um, so the last tip I want to give is therapy. Now, I know you guys didn't think that a therapist was going to have an episode about anxiety and not mention therapy. Mm -mm. Therapy. All of these tips, finding out what your trigger is, thought awareness, rationalization, relaxing, all of these things are awesome and you can do them. But man, is it so much easier to do when you have someone to help you. It is so much more likely that you will get it done if you have someone who is a professional and this is what they do and they can help you. Many people have never gone to therapy before. Many people are, are unsure about therapy, but I don't think I've ever had a client that came to me for therapy and said, man, I wish I hadn't done this ever. It is one of the most beneficial things that you can do for yourself if you are dealing with anxiety is to have someone to help you. A lot of times when we are going through things, it's hard to figure out what your trigger is. It's hard to be aware of your own thoughts. But speaking with someone about this, they may be able to say, you know, I think that this may be a trigger for you. Or I think that you may be having these thoughts. They may be able to help you bring some of these things to your awareness. So I'm always going to be an advocate for therapy. Okay, find you a great therapist. Try a couple out. Find someone that will be a great fit for you and that you're going to feel comfortable with. Someone who has a style that you will like. Someone that specializes in the area that you need help with. Not just for anxiety, if it's depression, if it's anger, if it's substance abuse. Whatever it is, 
speak with a therapist. I'm always going to advocate for that. And you're more likely to to overcome, to deal with that trauma, to deal with that situation, to deal with those thoughts. If you have somebody to help you be accountable, if you have someone that is going to help you figure it out. So I'm always an advocate for therapy. So slaying and overcome anxiety again is a daily and an active process. It requires work and it requires time. So as you go through all these tips that I gave you, be patient and be kind with yourself during this process. So I hope that you feel inspired and that you feel encouraged and that you know that you can do this, okay? Anxiety does not have to be the boss of you. You can do this. You can overcome. I hope that these tips are helpful and I hope that you feel like you're ready to put in the work to living your best life. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode. All right, everyone, that's it for today's episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. And for today's show notes and for information about how you can work with me if you want to slay your anxiety, visit inspiringwomenweekly.com. Also, please go into iTunes, leave a comment, rate and subscribe. I would really, really appreciate it. Have a great week and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.